I think our levels are good. So, hey, good morning. It's food. good morning, everybody. It's Friday morning, uh, December third, two thousand and twenty-one. It uh, is six thirty in the morning. Six thirty in the morning. I woke up at four a.m. Tried to go back to sleep. I put on a podcast. Um called a slight change of plans which i had never listened to before it was a very sad story but anyway i did not fall back to sleep because usually stories will put me to sleep and then so 5 a.m i decided to go get coffee downstairs and you were awake as well weren't yeah, you you might have woke me up but i think i think we went to bed forgive us folks for a sec here let me fix this microphone make that noise there sorry um yeah what was the question again? I, I, yeah, I woke up at five because maybe you woke me up, but I did go to bed at nine. Oh, so, so we did go to bed at nine. I'm thinking the nine to five is not a bad idea. Nine to five sleep, nine to five work. Yeah. It gives you about four hours before work and uh, four hours after. Oh, I like that. Although it'd be better if you could sleep four hours. Sorry. Wait, sleep eight hours, work eight hours right away, and then be off eight hours. I'm sure a lot of people do that. Maybe, yeah. Like if you could go to sleep from one a.m. to mm-hmm. nine, and then you would just work like from get nine to right five. out of bed, and then, and then go you have straight a whole to work evening. Yeah, immediately. But the early mornings are lovely, aren't they? Especially here where we are, because it's nice and crisp in the morning. Um, oftentimes, it's the only time of day where it's really cold, and you can go outside, and it's dark, and no one's there. And that's one thing I like about um, um, when I got older in my late twenties, I started going to bed early. And getting yeah. up early, and I loved the quietness of the morning. It was like mm-hmm. a whole new world I'd never really known because I always woke up late. Uh, when I say morning, I mean like a Saturday morning where it's you know there's no commuters and stuff. Right. So. Well, I I heard your Irish accent on the word loved. Loved. Yeah, because I yeah. don't hear it that much anymore. Hey, speaking of Irish, uh, I just want to say that I noticed there was uh, eight Russian people downloaded our podcast at some point. Oh, really. I want to say hello to our Russian listeners. Oh, yeah. Hi, Russian listeners, whoever you are, wherever you are. We're glad you're listening. And I was just curious. Like, if I was from Russia, why would I listen to our show? But I'm, who, I don't know. Who knows? It's uh, Maybe you can send you. us an email. How can they do that? Uh, you can send it to my email address, Bridget Ralph, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E-R-A-L-P-H at sbcglobal.net. SBC as in Southern Bell Company is what that stands for. Yeah. If it helps you spell it out. So yeah, shoot us an email and tell us where you're from and why you listen and all that stuff. Or wherever, even if you're Russia or wherever you are in the world, um, they were just locations I would not have thought would have been listening. Now, they could have downloaded the, uh, listened to it. It's like, this is terrible. Maybe, maybe they just listened for like five minutes and they turned it off. There's a thing called vanity metrics where Uh you could celebrate, you'll learn about this in your trade you're going into, which we'll get to in a minute. But it's a metric that you use to tell a good story. Like you say, hey, we have six Russian listeners. And you present it like it's a good thing. Right. And yet the six Russian listeners are going around Russia saying, dude, I, this, I came across the worst podcast ever the other day. Right, right. So there you go. Okay. Are you ready to move or on Or we're now? not even let, we, maybe we weren't even remarkable. Maybe it was an accidental download. Maybe they were maybe. going for some. They were, they were looking for the... See where it went podcast, and they and they hit the wrong one. <laughs> See where it went. Anyway. Oh my God! It's amazing what you might find funny well, this early. Well, Brian, 
Bridget. What's up with you, dude? Um, oh, so you want to hear something funny this morning, guys? So, Brian, we're sitting here in bed, reading books, having coffee, right? And I look over at Brian. It's 621 in the morning, and I say, I look at him and I say, do you want a podcast? And he looks at me and I said, well, we have time, you know, because we're flying to New York today. But anyway, he looks over with a grin on his face and he goes, I thought you were going to ask me if I wanted to have sex. So I thought, do you want, <laughs> well, yeah, it's early morning, you're smiling, do you want to? It's like podcast, like, Geesh, really? Right. I mean, anyway, you know, it was kind of funny. Things, yeah. I was like, well, no, that's not what I was going to say. I had thought of doing it though, because I was getting a bit worried because I don't think and we did it And when he says doing week. it, he means podcasting. No, podcast, of course, yes. Because um, we missed last weekend. And then um, we had Tammy on, and then we kept her on the phone long enough where we could split it in two and take right. a week off, which I like that idea. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And if you Tammy listened, was awesome. If you haven't listened to Tammy Widner, you should go back. Uh, it, was, it was the first time we had a call-in person. And, uh, you know, the quality wasn't bad. It was good, so you should go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, all right. Well, what was your question earlier? How am I? What's going on with me? Yeah, what's going on with you? How was your week and well, all that stuff? Well, my week was good. It was a four day week because I'm off today. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, and then um, it was a good week. Yeah, um, and well, a lot went on this week. So, okay, let me try and answer your question here. I forgot what I was going to say. But, uh, you said a lot went on this yeah. week. Excuse me. You said it was a good week. But something happened that I'm... At, oh, oh, oh. Next week. Next Wednesday, the 8th. Uh-huh. I'm releasing a novel that I wrote called Ring's yes. End. Yes. Ring, yes. Ring's End, a novel by Brian Joseph Ralph. Did you know there's a Brian Ralph out there who does these cartoon books? Uh-uh. That's why I had to be Brian Joseph Ralph. So I'm releasing that. Uh, I'm excited about that. I've been writing it for... He wrote it to me less than a year to write it but it's taken the last year to get the editing done well it would have been quicker than that but it's if not I, something yeah. you worked on no, consistently but anyway so that's that that's exciting and um let's see yeah that's a, okay how, how about you that's all i want to say right now well i had a really good week too what did i do don't really know yeah i didn't paint i did a ton of cooking this week actually we had another Thanksgiving on Saturday, and then we had our Thanksgiving at our friend Mel's house, which was awesome. Did we talk? Have we podcasted since Thanksgiving? No. Oh, okay. So we actually had a lovely Thanksgiving, you guys. So we were invited to go to my friend Melissa's house. So we went over there, and I bought, I brought green bean casserole, and um, I kind of made like a fancy version, and it was delicious. And anyway, they had a really moist turkey. And stuffing and sweet potato souffle. Anyway, it was a really lovely day. Her mom and dad are super cool people. Her sister is awesome. Her husband and um, herself, she's lovely. And it was just a great day. It was like just really cool people that, you know, they're not hard to be around. You know what I mean? And then there's a lot of fun things to talk about. Anyway, so we had that Thanksgiving. And then we had... uh, Thanksgiving on Saturday at our house and our niece and nephew came over with their kids and that was also a very very lovely day and so lots of food and then so this week I made even more Thanksgiving food because I didn't think we had enough leftovers so we've been eating stuffing actually up until last night so I think we're Thanksgiving out now yeah and we should go on the keto next week 
Yeah. Well, I don't need to. That was nice. It was a nice weekend. Yeah, it was um, a nice weekend. Anyway, so, but then I got some good news yesterday. Yes, you did. That I got a job offer. So I'm actually going to become a scrum master. Yeah, part-time scrum master. Yeah. So I got a part-time job, which is cool because it's going to be like, you know, I'll be learning how to be a scrum master. And then over the next three to six months, they will help me transition into being a full-time scrum master. But they'll also be like training me and everything too and letting me observe and stuff like that. So... It's a pretty awesome gig. I think it is. It was very nice. It was, um, yeah, I think it'll be good for you. I'm excited for you. And it's with Brian's company, so he has to work with me. And I have to work with him. Yeah. What do you you think about that, that we're going to be working together for the first time? Well, I mean, I'm only going to be working with you, what, five hours a week? Not much, yeah. But remember we used to work together on that worship team? and we'd fight. Yeah. Yeah, we used to fight like cats and dogs. We we were like, and then on the church planting that didn't we work. We fought like yeah. cats and dogs doing that too. I don't think it'll be like that because um, I'm your superior in the office now. Right, you're my superior. Well, I think I'm, we fought about joke, music because I had a music degree. Yes, and you didn't. Right. And then when we would go in, and you were very. Let's just wing it. Yeah, you had a very wing it style, which actually worked really well. I think it did. Yeah, it did, How and about you. That? You actually knew how to arrange better than me. Really? Oh yeah. Like I don't arranging is different than composing. Oh. Composing is you're writing for an instrument. And yeah. so you it's just very different. Arranging means you can like you know the song order and then you can hear like what each instrument like band instruments, they're yeah. also different than like orchestral instruments. Yeah. You know what but I you yeah. were you were very good at it. Actually, you know? yeah, actually, it wasn't bad. And I thought, I think part of me was jealous that you could do that, and I couldn't. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And then also, too, I just felt like you should have been more methodical, but then, you know, but I was wrong about that. There was, a, I couldn't read music, I can't read music. So we'd come in, and um, all I'd have was my chords. Mm-hmm. I'd have chords, maybe music. And for yeah. some, for, I could tell there were some people who, who could only read music mm-hmm. and they needed a very clear, especially it was usually more the background vocalist. They needed a very. Oh, sp- I know. I can remember out. the people. I know exactly who they are in my mind right and now. And to me, it's like, you know, I don't even want a background vocalist. Get out. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, what's this note? Can you play that section again? And it Which was like, fine. but you can never even hear them anyway. No offense. But the way right. they had the sound, it was. We would spend a lot of time, and I want to get this note, this background vocal. And I was thinking, I never hear the background vocals. No one's going to hear you. Right. It matters if the drummer can do it. We had a drummer who would turn up late all the time. Wouldn't even read his music. Not that you have to read music for drumming. The guy was great. He was so unreliable. But when he turned up, he was just... Which drummer was that? He was a young fella. I never remember his name, but he was just... He reminded me of that guy, Jesse, from Yellowstone. You know what I'm talking about? He's an El Camino, Jesse. not Jesse, the young fellow. No, no, the youngest brother in Yellowstone with the long hair who marries the girl, the Native American girl. Oh, gosh, what's his name? I forgot, but he, the drummer looked like him. But also we had Jared DePascal. He was the amazing guitarist, and he's a composer. Well, he, he turned up once. I never even worked with him before, and we yeah. just, uh, he took that guitar. It's like, holy smokes, we just, the edges, he might even be better than the edge. But he would, I would give him a little freedom to mess around with stuff. And we did, 
on Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, and he had this guitar thing he would do. It was yeah. I wish I had the recording of what he pulled off, because it was um, it was amazing what he would do. And then Matt Kennedy had uh, he hadn't played in Matt hadn't played in years. Yeah. And we I bugged him and bugged him what he played with with us, and he and he yeah. It took him a while, but he did, and he was really good. Yeah. So to me, and actually, that was something I picked up from um, Rob. So Rob Tull was the worship leader, and and, and probably the best worship leader ever because who Rob Tull? Yeah. And and here's why: like, while Rob doesn't have the best singing voice, and he would admit that himself, mm-hmm. um, he was a great leader and a shepherd. So he would, he would. Outsource. See, I thought Rich Johnson was no. I thought Rob was as, really as a good. musician. Yes, he was. I liked Rich Johnson, but the too. difference with Rob was he was a pastor at heart. So what he would do is he would um, he would like he only played he only led like once a month, and the other three times he would have other worship leaders who wanted to be wanted to grow in their skill mm-hmm. lead the whole thing, and he would just be your backup. So like and, yeah. and he like his his way of forming community. So I kind of learned a lot from him. In that we'd always open up with uh, prayer requests, check in with people, see how they're doing yeah. before we actually did the music. And I always thought that would, that built more of a tight bond with the team. And um, there you go. What was my whole? How did we get onto I that don't subject? Know. How did we? Because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm wondering why we got onto this subject. Of- but if you're if you're a first time listener, we actually never know what we're going to talk about. So. Right, so that's why it's called the See Where It Goes podcast. It's just to leave, it, it okay, takes so, all the pressure off, doesn't it? Cause, yeah. Because you don't have to have a plan well, coming in. We talked about your book. The book, and then we got from the getting book. Getting a job. Getting a job, and then... Um, and then oh, arguing, fighting while fighting. we're working. That's we're, why. Oh, oh yes, very good. Okay, good, good. We did good. worship leading. We did. Yeah, we fought. Well, then we stopped fighting because then it was just like I just realized that you had your own way, and your way was really good. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. Your way was fine. And for, the thing is, depending. is that, yeah. and I remember this when we first got married, too. I would make, I remember I used to make pad thai all the time. Yeah. And I would put broccoli in it, which I don't think you're supposed to put broccoli in pad thai. But anyway, I would, it was like our version. But yeah. I remember I had my way of cooking. And then when you would cook, I would want to tell you how to do it. Yes. And then I realized like it doesn't matter how you do it because there's more than one way to do it. So then, if I got if it got on my nerves, I would just leave the kitchen. So, is there is there one way to clean a kitchen? No, there's not. I well, think, there's I, okay. There's more than one way to clean a kitchen. Yeah. If it's clean if it's at your the way. end. Yeah. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Definition of clean. We need a right, definition, a of, definition of, of for clean. the kitchen. Okay, because you guys, when you guys clean the kitchen, story. yeah, you guys don't wipe down the counters appropriately. I did last night. You don't put the food away. There was food. There's actually food on the stove right now. What's in it? No, no. Liam was supposed to eat that. I told okay. him twice. Well, maybe he ate some of it, but there's food on the stove, and I there know. was food on the stove on the weekend too. I can't. Uh, I can't take responsibility for that. I don't remember. Okay. I looked so at anyway, the food on the stove I last night and, I, and I, I said, well, that's for Liam. He'll eat it because Callum and I ate the stuffing. Uh, all I was okay, going to well, say is that you're you're still a bit bossy in the kitchen. Like that's your that's your spot. You and, know why? It's because you got, I don't care how you do it. Yeah. It's just, I just want the same result, but we don't get the same result. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. If we both got the same result, I could care less if you okay. did it. Okay, you know you need is a definition of done. A definition of done for a clean kitchen. I've given you guys the definition of done like a no, thousand write it down. times. You got, you, would you say that to a team? You got to write it down. We got to have it in the wall. Clean means calendars wiped because clean See, has definitely. Finn knows the definition of done. This is a kitchen. A, she does, but you know what? That's 
Yeah, she does. Okay. Okay, so then we fought. And then what else did we fight about? Who fought? Me and you. We we when? fought about worship leading. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Then we fought. What was the other thing you said the we fought planting. about? The church planting. Oh, my God. Yeah, we Don't fought. ever church plant by committee. I didn't yeah. have a, I, here's the thing though. I didn't well, ha, no, I didn't have a clear vision. Yeah, you did. Why do you say that? Here's what you had. You had a vision, but every time someone else came up with another idea, uh, maybe, yeah. you let their oh, idea you know derail yours nearly every time. Okay, so here's You didn't Okay, here's. Yes. You didn't have you weren't convicted about your own vision. Well, do you, you, do you know why? Cuz I didn't see an end goal. I didn't see where it was going. Because usually when you do a church plant, your end goal is we're going to be doing a Sunday service. That, for some reason, even though I was trained to do that, that never appealed to me. That the culmination of all of this would be, yeah. we're all going to gather and do a do a Sunday. Let me move the mic back. I'm sorry. I'm getting into the red there, guys. Sorry. That we'd all get into the, um, that it would be a Sunday service. And then, you know, I, I guess I, and I knew it would be more than that, of course. Uh, I knew, but I always, I always felt odd that so much energy is going into this one hour a week, mm-hmm. I, and that always, and I knew that there was more to it than that for a pastor that you would be doing other things during the week. But um, yeah, and it was there was a whole bunch of things. I think the other part was we that there was an external group of people that joined us on our church plant, and that yeah. that was always a struggle. Like that didn't need to happen. It should have right. been just let let it go where it's gonna go. Right. So, um, you know what else I was thinking about during the week? What? We would have a lot of the neighbors over for dinners, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea was, we're going to have these events and these parties and we're going to get you to come into our house and so that eventually you'll be part of our of our church group. And I always struggled with that because it felt like a bait and switch. And I always wondered if we weren't doing a church plant, would we have these folks over for parties anyway? Maybe not as frequently. I mean, we probably would have done some of that, but not as yeah. much. Because and that was part. Of, I think that was the chink in my armor. It's like, so why wouldn't you just want to be with these people for who they are, and and instead of having an agenda? And that was my. Now I think the agenda would be because it's like, well, we're here to save their souls and stuff. But so so I get it. But I, I always that was always that was creeping in early on, like the late two thousands, when we would do a play at a church, and it's like the idea was to. Bring friends to the play, but it's not really a play because the pastor's coming out in the end. He's going to say, stand up if you believe in Jesus. And I remember this terrible uncomfortable inside me because a friend of mine had come and it's like, what What am I doing here? Am I some, does God need a, need a bait and switch salesman here? Yeah, because that's what the whole Bible is. God doesn't, God likes to uh, get people to do his work for him. That's the whole point of the hands and feet thing, that people are the hands and feet. Except for term. when it comes to killing he likes okay, to kill I, I, people. I, I feel like you're going way He'll off track people, there. He'll kill people, but... Yeah. But, uh... Should I ask you about what book you're reading now? Sure. Isn't that, is that the reason you wanted to do this no, podcast? No, it's okay. not, actually. Okay, okay. Anyway, I'm reading a book called Foreskin's Lament. It's a memoir by Shalom Oslander. I don't know how you say the last name. A-U-S-L-A-N-D-E-R. But I guess, like, if I were to write a book describing how I feel about the Bible and God... And everything, um, it would be this book. Like he's, when I read it and I hear things he says, it's like he's channeling my me. Yeah. You know, and he starts, you know, talking about his life as a child, but he's able to see through. He's able to see 
things about God and the Torah and things he's taught. Like he's just able to really see with a keen clarity that a lot of people can't see through like the bullshit of theology and rules and regulations. And anyway, it's just very refreshing. And he's an excellent writer and it's just a great, great book. It's very rare that I pick up a book and I'm mesmerized and I can't, you know, put it down or don't want to put it down. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say because... Why? Oh. Well, because. Because we've made that agreement, kind of, that unspoken agreement that we're not going to, like, bog down in, like, spiritual oh. things. Oh, on this ep- on this podcast? Or you and I? Well, no, on the podcast in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, I don't, right. you know, getting negative about stuff. But this, I don't see this as being negative. I see it as, like... It's just refreshing when you have, like for me personally, a lot of people don't, like a lot of people do relate to me, but then a lot of people don't relate to me at all. Like they can't understand. Yes, and that causes one star reviews. Why I have the feelings I have, but then when I find a guy like this. Yeah. Who grew up, you know. Hasidic? Was he Hasidic Jew? Yeah, they were very. Were they in uh, Brooklyn or did he say where? I think, yeah, around oh, in really? New York, I think. Okay. But anyway, it's like refreshing because he he has the same feelings and thoughts and everything and says the same things I would say. Yeah. You know? And it's just nice to know that you're not crazy. Yeah. You know, that other people get it. And um, yeah, so anyway, I'm, I love the book so far. It's really good. That's cool. Raised in Muncie, New York. Wherever that oh, is. Oh, yeah, Muncie. That's where it is. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm reading a book by Andrew Sullivan, and he was a writer for New Republic, and then he's he's does a does a um, uh, blog called The Dish, and I think he was fired from mm, New York Magazine, maybe? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, he's written, he's from England, but came to the States in uh, late 80s and then has mm-hmm. written. So it's basically a book of all the stuff, a lot of highlights of what he's written from 89 to 2000 and yeah. to now, which is interesting because I came the year after, 1990. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to watch his articles all the way through the years. I'm in 2016 right now. Yeah. But he's a unique character because he's, um, he's Catholic. I don't know if he still is. He's um he's a gay man, been married to the same guy for over a decade. Leans more conservative, not not a Trumper, but just a unique platform that he writes from and an outside. You know, he's an English guy who came to yeah. America. So there you go. And what are you learning from um, it? I was just staring at you because you looked like you weren't listening. I am listening. Oh, okay, you you look here. Okay, anyway. I, that, that must be what it feels like on your side when I'm when I'm not listening. Yep, I'm totally listening right. to you. What am I learning? Um, well, he talks a lot about the gay community, so I've learned about that about mm-hmm. about about, what, about the uh, when the AIDS epidemic happened and how mm-hmm. bad that was, how it affected people. Yeah. So he talks about that. Um, has an interesting article about pro-gay marriage from a conservative view. I can't remember all the points, but I remember thinking they were good points. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I'm learning anything because he's, well, it's just interesting to go back and read it. Like he's writing about the danger of Trump right now. And Trump hasn't even got the um, Republican nomination. Yeah. And he's, so it's interesting reading back of of him talking about the concerns. And it's like, you know. So he's talking about before Trump got the nomination back four years ago, five years ago. Right. 
Oh, okay. So he's expressing that. Yeah. So he's yeah, because the the article is it's just short articles all the way through the book. I I enjoy it though, you know, because like, yeah, because I don't. I, it's nice about that is that they're they're all only, you know, some are longer articles than other, but it's articles, so it's not. Yeah. It kind of keeps my attention a bit more. Right. I feel like I'm struggling to read so, books. Now you bring up Trump. I was I saw something yesterday on. Um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or whatever, but there was a thing. Biden came out and said something about, oh, the new COVID variant, Omicron. And Biden said he was going to lead. He was going to like do something about this variant or whatever with. Like, I don't I can't remember what it said, but he used two words basically to say that he was going to attack it with like. Precision and clarity, even though those aren't the words, instead of chaos and confusion. Oh. Basically, like... There was a little shot across down, the bow. Yeah. yeah, putting down the previous administration. Yeah. And then, you know, this is something that the political parties do and politicians do. And I think it's a disservice oh. to the American people. And I think it instills hatred. Uh and it's always like, why do you all, why do politicians always have to put down yeah. and insult the other side constantly? Like, why can't you just come out and say, I'm going to, you know, do my very best to do something about this new variant with precision and clarity or whatever word yeah, you want to use? I'm, like, I wonder, why does it have to be? Yeah. I wonder what that's unusual. I feel like that's unusual of Joe to take a shot across no, the bow. No, it is not. No. No, it isn't. You seen him do before? I mean, well, I mean even out of in the... the even in the election, like when he gave his speech or whatever, it's like he still. I mean, obviously he may maybe he doesn't do it as much as other politicians, but he still does it. Well, it makes it makes sense that you're doing like it during both when sides do it well, all on. the time. I... What? It makes sense you do that when you're running for office but now no, i don't even think it makes sense oh, to do it when you're running okay, but, for office. but now that he's in office he doesn't have to worry about trump anymore so that that's why i thought it was unusual for him to take a shot right i think you can talk about your platform yeah you can why why can't you get up and compare your platform like if you're campaigning why don't you just compare your platform instead of like putting down the individual instead of putting down the other people like it's just, I don't know. It's just an ugly way to do things, yeah. and I don't, I don't know why that people don't see that. Yeah. You know, and it makes me. I don't know. I just don't like it because it's just so much negativity in our country between both sides, and I just think it's. It, I think a lot of it could be erased if people would just change their language and change how they think. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's not a small ass change. To change how you think is a. Well, I mean, just think, and I mean, thing. but what I'm saying is just change how you think about before you say something instead of like attacking the person. Just say, "This is how I feel about that idea," and you yeah, talk about I, the I, idea I, I, instead I of the person I don't or think, the people I don't, themselves. I don't think we're in an age of unfortunately where we stop and meditate and contemplate about our thoughts and what we're going to say but we should and we should but we're we're just we're reacting we're just we're, and even you know when trump was oh i'm sorry go ahead that's okay 
I thought you. Yeah, oh no, I Thomas Merton once said that. Um, just in the sixties, he said this. He was a monk, and he said something like, "Oh, I love the term." He talked about that we become, we secrete cliches, and oh, I, I got to find the quote. It was a great quote, but he talked yeah. about the danger of if you don't have a contemplative life where you're you think about things and think through them, and before you start talking, right? The the, the opposite of that is you're just you're you're never giving your own opinion. You're just um, <clears throat> repeating what other people have said. Exactly. That's so what for example, religion is and politics. So, for example, like people who are against critical race theory have yet to, and I, I haven't looked into it much, but I've yet to hear someone explain it. And usually all they say is uh, that racism is systemic. And, and that's all they say, which means I think they're all pulling from the same source because they heard someone else say that. Now, I'm sure it's a whole, there's books written on it. So I'm sure it's deeper than that. And there's more, but I don't think people actually go to well, the source of the books and actually read them and figure it out themselves. Well, just because someone wrote a <clears throat> book doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent accurate. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about you that. Have... That my point is that when people speak about something, they're not really looking at the source material and figuring it out. They're usually they're usually agreeing with a pundit or somebody on the TV right. who makes a comment about it. Right. And like, like a lot of news stations, I, I don't think they're there to educate you. They're there to just blast off their they're opinions. They're there to like sow discord and get listeners. Well, that's what tell you. They want to make everybody pissed off at each other. Yeah. But I think Bill Maher does a good job. He does, yeah. Like he had they were talking about critical race theory a while back. Yeah. And he had different author he had different people on that had different opinions about it. And they had a dialogue uh. talking about it, what was good about it and what was bad about it. Oh, I didn't know. I should go back to that show. Yeah, so they were like they were looking at it and saying, okay, this is what's true about it, and this is what is not true about it. Yeah. But it wasn't... <clears throat> that's why I like Bill Maher, because even though he's like he's a Democrat, but he pokes holes in his own... Oh, yeah. Pol- he goes after his own political party just as much as he goes after oh, the opposing I mean, party. I'd, I'd almost say more so. Even though he's liberal, he attacks... So I have, he, he gets on the Democrat, the liberals, a lot of just that they can't sell their party very well. Right. Well, and two, I see the Democratic, I see that, like, so the Republican Party, during when Trump was in office, they're always complaining that the Democrats went after them so hard and went after Trump so hard. But then it's like, now they go after Biden so hard. Who does? The Republicans. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's like everybody, like, why do they do that it's like you get pissed off because the democrats went after your party so hard but now your party goes after biden so hard like someone in my family this put up the most insulting thing yeah about joe biden you know like calling him some kind of horrible name yeah just like i see people do about trump you know a million times over and like that stuff never helps anything. Right. You know, it's just not productive in any way at all. Yeah. The whole And mean, it's like if you don't thing. want someone to do it to you, like how do they change the dialogue? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, no, I, I feel like social spaces on the internet have become just more toxic, especially in the last year. It's got terrible in the last yeah. year or so. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about, babe? Should we talk about our weekend plans? Yeah. 
We're going to New York today. And uh, if you're a criminal listening to this podcast and you know where we live, and you know where we live, we have our two sons and our vicious dog will be home to guard the. uh, Oh my God, you're funny. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be going. Did you know where I was going with that comment? If you're a criminal. what? Okay, so just in case you, you don't. say very bizarre things sometimes, but I I do too. Well, because I'm very conscious of telling our business out in the airways. Like oh, we're not going to be in the house for the weekend, so come rob us. Well, probably if you're a criminal listening to a podcast, you're probably already in prison because there's not that much to do in prison. But then you would need a phone to listen to a podcast. But um, a phone to listen? Oh, oh, oh! But oh, and I don't know if you're phone. allowed to have phones in prison. But if you're a criminal on the outside, do you think a lot of criminals are listening to podcasts? Well, if they are, they're not going to wait 30 minutes to figure out whose house is empty. What's wrong? You do have a very bizarre mind, honey. I don't think it's all that bizarre. I think it's... No, my whole point is that I don't like announcing we're out of town. But you did. I did, and then, but I just in case a criminal was listening. God... <laughs> We're going to be in New York uh, for Friday through Monday, so that would be the time to rob us. <laughs> I'm just joking. Stop looking at me like I'm completely insane. I know. Uh, and uh, our daughter, Finn, she turns 18. And did you hear that whistle through my teeth? I'm getting old now. My teeth, I whistle more. Anyway, let me move on. Um, we'll be in New York. Uh, it's her 18th birthday, January, but we're going early because she wants to be there for Christmas. And... Um, yeah, so I think it'll be fun. We're going to stay in Greenwich Village, which is a very... It's a very fun-looking place. I looked at the apartment. I hope it's I not know, too loud, though. I know, it really does. You know. And uh, we'll go ice skating mm-hmm. um, at Rockefeller Center. And Al said to go oh, to... Oh, is that where the Christmas tree is, too? It is, yeah. Yay! Al said go to mean... the top of Rockefeller Center, not yeah. the top of... Uh, I wanted to go to the top of the Empire State Building. Why should we go to the top of Rockefeller Center? Because he said the view is beautiful. He said it's oh, better than because cool. I wanted. To, I I went to the top of Empire State Building one year and it was so gorgeous up there. Oh really? Because you you can look outside, but Al uh, said that Rockefeller was better. To get to the top of there. We should probably book that. We're gonna take the subway. We're gonna have a bagels and uh, go to restaurants, and then we have a surprise for Finn Saturday night. Yes, we do. But she was trying to guess last night, but she didn't Which, guess. Yeah, okay, so. Um, I know we're so boring, guys, this morning. I apologize. I feel so boring. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? I just do. A lot of times I feel boring, and then I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, well, that wasn't that boring. Oh, do we have anything profound to say today? I think if you force it, though, it's like... You, it's... it's um. Okay. Not really, but let's talk about creativity. Okay, let's and, talk about creativity. And censorship. Uh, okay. I once wrote a book, read a book by a woman called Natalie Goldberg called Writing Down the Bones. And I, I had mentioned this in a piece of writing I did. And she talked about the censor and how when you're being creative, um, you've got to remove the internal censor mm-hmm. and just get it out there, right? Yeah. And then you can take a second pass at it. But she said that the, the internal censor is so damaging. And I was thinking about that when I was... Um, writing uh, 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 so I wrote three books but I, I wouldn't release the first two and the first two you, yeah I always as I was writing them I knew I had to push them through a Christian publisher and I think right. it, it it removed a lot of it just washed it down to the point where there's nothing left 
And the third one, within the first few sentences, I knew I couldn't go through a Christian publisher, that it would have to be self-published or a secular publisher. Right. Um, and that was just more fun. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, and not to get too caught up in the Christian publisher thing, but I, I was also thinking about a guy who, um, there was a band called Royal Taylor, and they uh, were a Christian band, but they there was an EP they sent to a record station. No, mm-hmm. record, whatever you call it. Where do you record records? Recording studio? Thank you. It was a Christian recording studio because they were a Christian band. But the lead singer, the, the, the songs were fabulous. They had this 80s feel. It sounded a bit like Simple Minds. They were, it was really good music. It did yeah. not sound like Christian music because a lot of Christian music... I think it's censored and tamed to the point that it is you've just bleached out all the good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy once told me there was a thing called JPMs in Nashville. Uh, it was Jesus per minute. You had to get so many Jesus per minutes in your song. Yeah. And um, I always felt like Christian music was, um, are we going down a path that I should, I'm not supposed to go down now, by the way? No, why? I'm oh, just checking. You. Um, I am giving you weird looks because I'm thinking about because you're, you're talking about the censor. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about that while you're talking about it. Okay. So that's yeah. what you're saying. So um, anyway, so I was thinking like, I always wondered about, um, I always felt like like songs by U2 or other bands that didn't feel censored, they could just be themselves, that those songs felt, and people say this, would make you feel closer to God than some of these other songs. Because the other songs are really sermons. And they're kind of shoved into songs. And when you try to shove in a sermon into a song, you're going to have a collision between the words and the music because they're not dancing together because they don't come from a place of fluidity fluidity and flow. They're just, you're always, ch- oh, i got to get the word in here. i got to get the point there. And then, you know what I'm talking about? Do you ever find an awkwardness in a lot of this, in a lot of this Christian contemporary music? Or no? Some, of them, mean, some of them flow. I, back then, I didn't. You didn't, okay. But I mean, I don't, musically though, I mean, they're not, I don't think they stand up to their secular peers. It's 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 sad though because people <clears throat> would say in the old days um, uh, Christian art was really good and like you know anyway. So let me finish that point about Royal Taylor. They send this EP out to a, a recording studio. The EP was fabulous. Yeah. Once they got signed, their record was just not good. It was not that it wasn't good. It was okay, but it didn't but have. You're this. assuming that the you're making I, the assumption that the record company. Yes, changed I am. Them. I think it changed them because I think what they sent into the what the input into the record studio and the output were very different in my mind. I felt like when they sent the EP and it's like finally a Christian band that actually has a great, unique, different sound. Like it was really there was some good stuff there. I don't know how those songs didn't make it on the on the album. Right. I'm shocked. I mean, I don't have my opinion. Well, they did have one song called Can You Hold Me Together? And I started listening to that. That was a good song. Yeah. And then the lead singer went solo. So I went and listened to some of his songs. And it's like, well, he was like a worship leader. Yeah. And his songs are okay. But I feel like he, he's on this downhill thing. Well, he can't really do much. I mean, he opened for Lionel Richie. But he's they're Pentecostal, too. They're they are, you're not yeah, a Pentecostal. Yeah, yeah. But if you... They will never be able to do more than that because their religion will not allow right. it. Right. Well, that that make, that makes me awful sad that you're that like now you got the internal sensor and the external sensor to say you can't do this and you can't do that, and then I think lastly but they probably don't want to because they yeah. see their ultimate. 
Yeah, yeah. Goal is to do things for Jesus because. But why Jesus can't you write a great song? Why that? can't you write a great song for Jesus? That's what they did on those first few EPs. That, that music was really appealing, and and then um, I it's one more slave th- music though. Slave music. What are you talking about? Because you're like a slave to God, and you're you're in bondage to this theology, and that's why the music has so much angst in it, and so much pain and sadness, and it's not, not joyful all. No, at all. No, that's not true. Not all of it. It is. If you you know, Christian music is some of the most depressing music on the planet. Even more so than country music. Country music is depressing music? too. And there, yeah. okay, there are a lot of depressing music, but. Yeah. It's just not, you know, it just lacks a lot of the character. Yeah. Because it comes from this place of oh. subservient. Like, you're a subservient to this deity. Yeah. You're unworthy. Yeah. Like, all that stuff is getting in there. I got one in more. In your writing. Can I give you one more? Because I, I don't want to lose it. There was, I listened to this other guy called L City. His name is Adam Young. And he started a band. It was really just him in his mother's basement. And it was electronic music, and he put an auto-tuner on his voice. His voice isn't great. The music was really good. Yeah. I, I think so. I think yeah. it was late 2000s. It was just great stuff. And then he released an album called Ocean Eyes, and it was a bit more. That scene was starting to get popular. Ocean Eyes? Isn't that Billie Eilish's It is, song? but it was before it was her song. It was his album. And Oh, um, he named his album that. Okay. And he, the song was Fireflies. Um, I thought that was very good. That, that's about, that was the tip of his commercial success but his earlier stuff just has a really beautiful and his lyrics are so unusual but they dance so well with the music like it's just a natural a lot of times i'm not listening to the to the lyrics yeah like i don't care but the way he they tripped not tripped the way they just flowed so well together yeah it's it's i don't know it's your lyrics sometimes if if it's the wrong lyric and it's like that word does not fit there yeah. Anyway, um, well, that's what happened. I think he then he after 2011, his music has been continually going downhill. It's like the M Night Shyamalan effect. It just you hit high early and you just keep going downhill. So do you think it's because of censors and I, I think because I think he started doing outward worship music. El City did. Yeah, and it, like one or two songs. Is he and a it, Christian? He is. Yeah, he always has been. Oh, I didn't know that. How did I not know that? I don't know because I didn't tell you. You didn't ask. So if you listen to it, so he has some, and he, and he, I mean, he does he did a, you know, in Christ alone. He has a nice uh, electronic. He did in Christ. No, he didn't oh, write he, that. He didn't oh, write. He does okay. a version of it. Anyway. Um, okay, I think I knew that. But he had a song called Hallelujah, and it was like, yeah, it's okay. But I'm just saying, like, like, um, I don't, like, I don't think he had censors. He was probably had some freedom. But my point so is, so what is that, yours? Finish your point, and then I have a question. Well, I think the whole the point I was trying to get to is. That I think censorship is the biggest enemy to creativity. Brian, do you have a censor in I, your mind? I have mine, and the censor is first, what will people think of me? Mm-hmm. And then um, I think this last book, I think not that I'm trying to plug. Okay, it here, not, and I'm not talking about just your book. Yeah, I'm talking about in your every in your work yes. and on this podcast. And, oh yeah, and in your yes, I do. Life, you have a censor. Yeah, and it's constantly going where you'll you know it'll get me in mid sentence where I'm not. Um, is it going right now, during this podcast? Is your censor going? I think I think it's less going less and less. Um, as time goes on. That's good. I think having that one star review, from that person who used to know us. Uh huh. It was nice to just get that out of our system. Yeah. 
because it was the fear of that response and it was targeted at you mainly but the fear of that response did you really have a fear of that response i think so and then when we when we got it and it was almost written like i exactly thought it would be written like oh how sad they've gone astray and they're just you know hopeless whatever it was i think once we got that i was like okay good now time to move on maybe yeah okay did i answer your question you did answer my question so do you think i gave us a title for the podcast or something in that little 10 minute spiel no okay but i was hoping you would ask me if oh, i had oh, do a you sensor. No, well i know you don't so i do have a sensor oh do you because it doesn't does it I work a, <laughs> well it? no i have to have a sensor now because when i don't have a sensor you make it very clear to me oh, that you want me to have a sensor i see so now i have you moved more, away i noticed you kind of moved about three inches away from me when you said that. well it's, i have more of a sensor now. oh well, i'm sorry like, i don't want to be your sensor and i noticed that people actually they tell you sometimes they want you to have i think people are more comfortable when i have a sensor because if when, i actually when you say people though who who well, I can just tell in conversation if I say no, something, certain things, because I, I say things that are very outlandish sometimes, and I can tell people don't like it. So but, I'm like, okay, okay can I give you some taken, feedback here? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna censor that next time, can and I I'm give not you gonna some feedback here. Say it. You paint in such generalities. What? You always, you do. People, you say, who? What people? The, all people? Some no, people? No, not 1%. all people. Some people. Some people. But some people do like what you have to say. Some people find that appealing about you, right? That you're so blunt. Well, yeah, people do find that appealing. But yeah. then I find that some things I say that, you know, people are just like, you know, that's I, just too far. Okay, let me give you an example of you, where... And where you, you, like, you censor me. Okay, I do have a funny story I want to get to, though. A lot. That'll take the edge off. When did I start censoring you? Well, I think we've you've always censored me in so? our marriage. Oh, okay. Yes, because remember I used to get in fights with your friends. Remember I used to fight with Rob Toll. No. You don't remember that? No, I remember you fought Rob with Toll Ben. Rob Toll and I, yeah, I fought with Ben. You I and Joe Barrett went at it a few times. Joe Barrett. I fought with Rob Toll. Yeah. Um, I think Paul and I actually. I told Paul. Yeah. I think you wished, actually, I wish I had never said what I said to Paul about the pork. Oh, yeah. Because I was reading this stupid ass book about why you're not supposed to eat pork from the Old Testament that this. And Paul is in the pork, was in the, oh is in the God, pork business. Oh my God, he sold pork. Okay, this is a story. This is something I did that I'm very ashamed of. Yeah. That I did. So Brian's really good friend, Paul, yeah. who's this amazing human being. You will never meet another human being better than this person. He's incredible. Yeah. But anyway, he was in the business of selling those, what are they called? Honey ham, honey baked hams. Yeah, yeah. Which are delicious. They are. And there was this woman who went to our church and she wrote this book. She was Jewish and she had become a Christian. So she wrote this book about why you're not supposed to eat pork and everything. And so I read the book. And even though I was still eating pork, I still ate pork, but. I was trying to tell Paul how pork was bad, it was filthy, yeah, and how it was so toxic, because I was also on my whole meat is toxic thing, too. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah. I was telling this man this, and it was like, it was just so wrong to do. 
But if, let me ask you a question. If you felt that pork was toxic, and I, I thought I heard it is because the pigs don't sweat. Right, but I don't think that's true, though. Okay. But well, so, plus, plus this woman was, was saying that God doesn't want you to eat pork. Yeah. Well, then why did he make bacon so tasty? That's the question you got to ask. I know. But anyway, I just wish that had been one. I think there is, a, and I said all that to say this. I think there is a time to censor oneself. Everything yes. that you want to say, you shouldn't say it. Right. Sometimes you should say things, and then other times you should just shut up. I think, though, what... what and that time would have been a time for me to exercise. He, he, well, I don't think he was offended. I think he held his ground, and, and it was a good, healthy, he did healthy di- debate, right? Yeah. Because he's not shy about, about his opinion. No, he's not. Well, I was just going to say that I think, like... I guess I'm a very argumentative person, aren't I? Yes. Yeah, I am. And then see what happens is I argue back with you in, yeah. in the later years. Yeah. Like we were walking back from the Hayden and we uh-huh. had a few drinks and I just argued. Oh, this is funny, you guys. We, I, we I, didn't podcast about this. No, I was arguing with you all the way back and I would not give up. So I think I used to give up and just say, forget it. But now it's like I'm, I, I want to win the argument. And I feel like that's a change in the last few years. Right, but you don't win. Like can't win because when you're in that state, you can't you can't well, see clearly. Well, number one, I was drunk. Even yeah. though, guys, listeners, well, I had only one had drink. one beer. Yeah, but it was one like... beer. But I think she gave me the wrong beer because I asked her the alcohol content of the two beers I was interested in, and I ordered the one that was the lowest. And I think she gave me the one that was high. Yeah, I think she. Gave, you know what it was? It was the six percent and the nine percent. And I think she looked. She was. She was doing a. She was. Ups, her head was upside down. When she it's grabbed the nine. That's not a good joke, honey. I know. Okay. Anyway, I think she Thanks gave me the, the one feedback. that's highest. So then we were arguing. What, what What was the argument even about? I don't know. Mother Teresa was brought up when we were walking down Pershing. Because I remember there was people crossing the street. And we were arguing about Mother Teresa. I don't even remember. <laughs> and I was wondering, was I wonder the what they're thinking. about? We're like, it was a nice walk home, though, wasn't it? It was a nice walk home. Anyway, I don't know what it was. And I but... literally said to you, why are you arguing with me? I'm drunk. Okay, you did, yeah. I tried to get you to stop because I was like, this is just stupid. Like... Okay, so I want to get back to the censor, though. Okay, what, here's let me say one quick thing. Years ago, Ben Ben Hussman brought us to a movie. He paid for the tickets. It was Ocean's Eleven. Right. And at the end, you stood up and said, that movie was complete waste and it was... And he See? turned and he turned and said, that, "Well, next time buy your own ticket." He was I know he's right. That's one it was time a free movie. I should have I yeah. should have censored myself <clears throat> and been kind and said thank yeah. you for the ticket. There was another time in in small group where you and him got into it. I don't remember what and was it, it about. I don't know, but I mean, you you spoke your mind. You're not one of those women who really applied to that scripture about women should be quiet in church. No. <laughs> No, I'm not. But I think. But would you like that? Would you have been no, of course not. to be married to someone who is just mealy mouth and never no. says anything? No, not at all. Because wouldn't that be boring? It would be boring. But you. But when we got high on the Delta Eight, Hang you a actually that was, liked that. Okay. That I wasn't can we saying back anything. Up for a sec? That was, uh, for people who don't know that context. That was an accidental trip there. I thought they were. CBD oil gummies where we'd relax and they weren't. They, we okay. got we had a bad trip, which you can go back to and listen to a podcast. <laughs> I want to be clear. I didn't do anything illegal here. And you know, I don't want to come back from New York and have my house stolen and then the cops waiting outside. In addition, what? Do you get the joke? No, I'm I referencing don't. the. So pre- now you think police officers are listening? 
I'm going. I'm referring back to the comments about being out of town and the house gets robbed. Honey, I love you, but I'm you adding, are weird. No, no, you're just not keeping up. <laughs> and then I'm adding in there that the the state. Okay, you were quiet. No, it's not that you were. You were listening, and you were just very calm. Uh huh. So you're I, saying on a normal a nice basis, change. I don't listen. And no, I'm you not overreact, calm. and I think a lot of times you weren't overreacting. You were just sitting there going, "Okay, honey." And I was like, "This is. I like this new Bridget. She should come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start putting Delta you, Eight in your cereal. Your poor thing. No, no. So Do you live in a. How is your life? How is it being married to me, honey? Are you able to survive? Has it been difficult? No, it's been and okay. hard. No, it's been good. Yeah. You're a good uh, sparring partner. Are you... Have I damaged you? Yes. I have? <laughs> no. Are you scarred? No, I feel bad you feel censored. It's not that you... Uh, when you talk about religion, and my only issue is I feel like you're doing broad brush strokes and yeah. I'm trying to help you see that. So like you'll make comments like the whole Bible's a bunch of whatever and it's like, well, that's, I don't think that's true. I think love your neighbor as yourself. That's pretty good. You right. Know? Well, that's the only thing that should be there. Why don't they just There's take a, that I verse pick, out and throw everything else away? You, you don't think I could pick four others that are pretty good too? Like from Proverbs might have a few nice things to but say. It does it, okay, but you're missing the point, Brian. No, People not. don't get just those four verses. They have the whole book. And well, it's well, the I know. whole book that's problematic. No, I, okay. I, I think, for example... Uh, well, I, I disagree. And also, you'll say Christianity, which is, you know, a three, what is it, two billion person religion. You'd have to say that like 97% of it is crap. Of what, the Bible? Christianity. Oh, I disagree. Well, I mean, I think so, because Where'd you get the 97%? Where'd you get that number? Do you have like data to back that up where you've run a no, bunch of scriptures nearly, to an algorithm? Okay, but a lot of it is so tainted, though. You can't like, when you have a person who has a certain belief system... Yeah. They might have a lot of things in that belief system that are good. Yeah. But what happens is you have a couple of bad things. Oh, well, let me tell you something here. Hold on. Okay. You have a couple of things mixed in with it that ruin the whole thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. If you have a rotten apple, hey, you have a bushel of apples, right? Yeah. Or a bushel yeah. of pears, because I grew up, we had a pear orchard. Yeah. And we would have a bushel of pears sitting out, okay? Yeah. And it was to get hot and they would start rotting. Yeah. Okay, and then the rot spreads from pear to pear or from apple to apple. Gotcha. Okay, and then you got all the bees and everything and the wasps that come over and want part of it. But that's what happens when you have these belief systems like everybody else in the world is going to hell. I'm sorry, that ruins that ruins everything else. Gotcha. Um, that's what I'm saying. You can't... Or like... I don't know. I could go on I just on sent you on. this. I, just, I know. I just sent you. This is actually a very good. Uh, 900 ligaments. Yeah. Rob, Rob Bell. Cast, Rob Bell talked about ligament and he talked about how it means to hold together. And he said the word religion comes from re, uh, adding re and ligament together, which is re holding together. And he was talking about how, um, I think he talks about how religions have been helpful to hold group people no, together hang on not. can you li- can you listen to they're them not. I- see there's my problem right there you, you start interrupting before i get to my point can i make my point yes can i make my point or are you making a bunch of faces and go <gasps> <coughs> sorry go ahead <coughs> I swallowed something yep 
can you listen to the whole podcast? It's an hour long, and I'm trying to boil it down. I think a Rob Bell just likes to make religion look good in any way that he can. Did you even hear what I just said there? Can you listen to it? It's an hour long. Would you listen to it? Why? Because it's I'll good. I'll listen to it. Do you have any, my he says religion is good until it's not, and he's saying it's it, it it's good. It holds. That's what I just said. Okay. That's what I said. Okay. I just said that. Yeah. I said. You have, you will have but, these good things, yeah. but then you have these <clears throat> rotten things in there. But he also that says starts contaminating the entire thing. People will say to him, "Is is religion good or bad?" <coughs> and he says, "Well, it's like saying, is water good or bad? Is fire good or bad? Is fire good if you're cold and you want to get warm? Yes. Is fire good? My house is burning down. No. Is water good? Yes. I'm thirsty. Is water good? I'm drowning. No." He's saying it's all about the contextual. How is it being used? So to say is religion right. good or bad, there's no clear answer. Right, it but depends. I don't think we need... But water, you don't look at water in the same way you look at religion. No one looks at water and goes, oh, water is just so damaging. You know, It is if you're saying a tsunami coming at you. If, you're, in, if a tsunami wave's coming, that water right, is damaging. Water's not trying to inform you of anything. Water's not trying to teach you something. Water's not trying to change your soul Water's not trying to no. guide you and get you to heaven and keep you out of hell. But the Bible is. Like, it's informing you on so many levels. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, religion's not not like water and fire. It's just not. Uh, interesting it's not point. a good analogy. All right. Well, are you going to not listen to it now? No, I'll listen to it, it but I don't bad. think his analogy works. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's an well, hour and five minutes. I usually don't like anything I have to say, and you actually thought that made sense. I, I do. I'll give you that. Okay, because... I can work with sense. I can't work night... with broad brush stroking. Right? Okay. Well, what was I going to say? This Okay, this is what I thought of an idea to write a book, which I'll never write this book. But if I were going to write a book, it would, call, it would be called Just Be Human. Yeah. Okay? Like... How can you have a thought or live life and just have a thought that is not informed by religion or theology or a political bias? Yeah. Just have a thought. Like, you know what I mean? Because we have all these things that are, all these belief systems that surround us and inevitably... A lot of the things, a lot of those beliefs are toxic. Yeah. And they're bad. It's just like, just be a human. Just live based on like kindness and love. Yeah. And treating each other the proper way. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and apply that to every single thing you do. Yeah. Sorry. You know I, what I mean? And if you do that, that one simple thing... What's wrong? No, finish your thought and then I'll tell you. And if you just live like that and you're not thinking Republican or Democrat or Christian or Muslim and adding in all these other crazy rules, then I think it could transform everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just love. Just love. Just kindness. Just be a good person. Okay, and forget all that other bullshit. I here's my disagreeing. You're assuming that if you can just teach people morality, it'll fix. No, it. I didn't say morality. Morality's a whole. Morality is shit too. No, no. What? Yeah, it is. Because if you think of morality this way. Yeah. Okay, so 
Think good, of it can this I say way. good behavior then? Is it good behavior going right, for Right, it's good. What I'm saying you're is good behavior. You're people will just behave if you just write it out for them and tell well, them. Okay, people aren't perfect. I'm not saying people are going to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. Yeah. What I'm saying is you don't need, number one, you don't need the Ten Commandments. Okay? Yeah. Because if you just have be kind to one another, be loving, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I like the one about that parents, That informs... Though. Right, but that listen. Because there's times where I got so mad at my Brian, dad. Brian, you're not that, that commandment seeing, helped me. You're not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. The bigger picture is if the person's thinking about love and kindness. Yeah. Then, they will be respectful to their parents because they'll say if I'm yelling at my dad, or if I'm not respecting my dad to go pick up the poop in the backyard, I'm not being kind to dad. Yeah. So you don't need to spell it out. Yeah, right. Respect your mom and dad or right. do what your mom and dad says because you'll know. Do we need to get rolling here? I don't mean to cut you off, but. But do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. But when you, okay. What? When you what? But when you add in all these other yeah. like system because they're divisive. See, and this is where I feel like I need to censor myself right. or when I need to stop because... No, you're going to stop because you got to get the kids to school. Call them to school. That's why I'm so right, important to talk to for. School. Okay. Okay, guys. Well, I think Time we is finally, our enemy. I think we finally found a groove towards the end. Thanks to me. You're welcome. What do you mean thanks to you? I, I found it through the censorship thing. Not that it's about me. It's about us. Yeah. Do you ever wonder who that third beer belongs to in the picture on our cover? Was that a, was Do that? I ever wonder that? No, because I know who it okay. belongs to. All right. I wonder if people ever ask that question because there's two of us and three beers. Oh. You could guess and send us an email. No, that's, that's silly. Okay, well, that's uh, one way to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Are we done? Brian. What? I love you. Why are you smelling your hair like that? Because my hair smells good. Oh, okay. You want to smell it? Yeah. Smell Oh, Doesn't it smell good? good. I, I can't smell my hair. We got a. Are you dropping him off? Yes. Can you pick me up one of those toe jams for my hammer toe at CVS? Because I lost. No. Why not? Because I'm not going in and getting that. I'll, can you, I got to do it. I'll start packing. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to the See Where Goes podcast. Sorry if it was boring, you guys. And. Um, Thank you, everyone. We love you guys, our friends. Thank you for listening. And the Russians listeners. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.